return podcast. We have gone through the AFC. We're halfway through the NFC. Uh, go back and listen to some of those other division previews. Uh, if you want to, we're on Spotify, on iTunes. Uh, should probably also mention that we're, we're now in the Sportsmate NFL Live app. Uh, have probably neglected to mention that so far in this series, but uh, if you are a uh, NFL Live user, we, you can catch us now in the Sportsmate NFL Live app. Uh, but we are, of course, across all the standard podcast platforms and, and channels. The NFC North, Ryan, uh, thanks again for, for jumping on board for this season and, and tonight for the NFC North. Really interesting division, the NFC North. We've got the Packers, the Vikings, the Lions and the Bears. And yeah, I, I guess this stage last year, I think it was a pretty clear-cut winner. I think it, 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 we've got obvious favourites again, but there are some question marks and potential uh, increases in output from some of the other, the other teams in this division. Yeah, obviously you're referring to the to the Packers as that that, that clear favourite, and yes, I, I still can't see them really challenged this year for you know to take that mantle off them. But there's been a lot of change in the in that Packers um, franchise. Obviously, um, you know none bigger than Devontae Adams leaving Aaron Rodgers. Of course, they've lost a, a number of coordinators and, and coaches like Nathaniel Hackett, who's gone on to now coach his own team at, in Denver. Um, Marquez Valdez Scantling, who we mentioned earlier in the AFC previews, um, is now a weapon with Patrick Mahomes. So he's had a pretty good run to his NFL career, having Aaron Rodgers and, and Patrick Mahomes throwing him some deep balls. But, uh, look, it's going to be a new challenge for Green Bay. They've got two, as uh, Matt LaFleur put it, one A uh, running backs, AJ Dillon and, and Aaron Jones, of course. So it's a pretty um, lethal one-two punch there. Mm-hmm. They've still got uh, – Aaron Rodgers has still obviously got – He's still Aaron Rodgers for one, but secondly, he's still got some pretty nice weapons on the on the receiving front, and then they've of course got a still a pretty strong defense that can really you know become lethal at any time. And the the key area that was you know uh, a concern for the Packers last year was that special teams, and we saw them fall apart on special teams a couple of times with you know numerous field goal misses, um, a lot of botched. Um, you know, things going on in special teams with um, fumbles and things like that. So um, thankfully for the Packers, the Lions and the Bears are going to struggle, I think, and the Vikings, are they're really only threat this season, and I, I just can't trust the Vikings to do anything special. I mean, they've got so much talent on that franchise and that roster, but I think the Packers are the clear number one still in the NFC North. You, mate, what about you? Yeah, I mean, the obvious choice for the NFC North is the Packers. It is going to be a very different Green Bay Packers, I mean, you can never count out Aaron Rodgers despite losing Devonta Adams, despite losing Marcus Valdez-Cantling. It's going to be a very new-look uh, receiver core in Green Bay, uh, but it's Aaron Rodgers. And, and if there's one QB that can make any receiver look good, it's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and so it, it almost doesn't matter who lines up on the edges there. That, that They're going to be a force because they've got Aaron Rodgers under centre. Uh, the other difference, I think, is that this Green Bay defense is potentially the best that we've seen in years. And I think over the last few years, that they have gotten better. Last year, they were good. This year, I think they're going to be even better, uh, as long as they can stay fit and healthy. Um, and, and that's going to play a, a major part in, in how far this Packers team can go, both in, in the conference and, and through playoffs. Um but you never count out Aaron Rodgers, do you? I mean, he's, he's just that good. And you talk about different generations of, of QBs and, you know, we've seen in, in our time following the game, you know, a, a, an incredible 
series of elite tier one QBs and Aaron Rodgers is, is right up there with, you know, the tier one of tier one QBs. And, and like I said, it almost doesn't matter who lines up uh, at receiver. He'll make them look good. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be um, a different Aaron Rodgers though with, without Devontae Adams, you think. But like you said, he could make um, one of us look good, which is, is which is definitely saying something. He'll have he'll have Robert Tonyan back as well at, at tight end, who's been a really big piece of their offense the last couple of seasons. He's he's improved each season. He went down at a really unfortunate time for the Packers last year. Obviously, Randall Cobb, who's been around their franchise on and off for a very long time, he's still going to be there. So there's still some familiar faces there for Aaron Rodgers and. Like you said, he'll he'll put it on a dime for anyone and, and make anyone look good. So that offensive line's really strong again. I, I think they're well built. It's just that um, that special teams and and I suppose lack of you know real number one threats on the on the receiving end is the only kind of question marks on the Packers. And they might look to just keep feeding Aaron Jones and and AJ Dillon, who have both proven, especially Jones, um, you know, great pass catches as well in terms of the receiving game there as well. But yeah, I still think they look the class of the NFC North. But um, the only team I think that can challenge them, and you're welcome to tell me otherwise, but is the Minnesota Vikings, who, again, have just got so much talent on that roster. I mean, Justin Jefferson, I know he's going in. He's the number one wide receiver picked in fantasy for a lot of people this season. He looks to be the clear number one now over Adam Thielen, who almost has been like a, a really super one-two punch for that team. In recent seasons, Delvin Cook's obviously still there. Kirk Cousins is, is more than capable on his day. KJ Osborne looks like a really nice young wide receiver and as does Irv Smith, the, the tight end. So they know they've got a, they've got a solid defense that they, they've kind of, you know, they're one of those teams that have got a lot of talent there, but somehow they, they do seem to give up a lot of points and either a lot of penalties or something silly. And uh, mm. look, I, I think the Vikings, they're always seem to be in a close game or, you know, and drop games they should be winning. So they need to get over that hump and and, and uh, to be a real threat this year for the Packers and 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 help, it would help if they actually you know finally beat the Packers one time as well. So they're the only I think threat to them. It's obviously a huge inclusion to have um, former Packers and Darius Smith mm-hmm. um, on that defensive unit this year as well. So yeah, really interesting season for the Vikings who have kind of been in limbo for the last three or four years since making that um, that deep run in the playoffs a couple of years ago. No, I think you're. I think you're spot on. They are the only team in this division that can challenge the Packers uh, for a number of reasons, but but mainly because of that amount of talent that is on this franchise. Uh, you're right. Zadarius Smith is a huge pickup for uh, for the Vikings, and and you mentioned their, I, I guess, ability to ship points, and and I think it's not just that they can ship points, but they can ship points really quickly. They, they lose momentum and all of a sudden they can have 30 points put up on them in three quarters. And, and it, it seems to happen almost, you know, with a, a snap of the fingers, like all of a sudden they're down 14 zip um, or, the, or they're up, you know, 27, all of a sudden it's then 24, 20. Like it's just the way that, the way that things happen uh, against Minnesota, they, they seem to just lose the plot for you know, an eight minute period. And all of a sudden they've, they've dropped 20 points, but you know, Kevin O'Connell, I think, is a, is a really interesting get for, for the Vikings as well. He knows Kirk Cousins, obviously, from their time in, in Washington. And the question mark there is, can Kirk Cousins get... I mean, has he ever really been a top 10 QB? I mean, that's probably debatable. Individual seasons, probably, but over the course of his career, probably not. Um, but if, if Kevin O'Connell can get Kirk Cousins to be a, a consistent top 10 QB week after week after week, then maybe they can challenge the Packers, but 
Yeah, I think they're probably a step behind on a number of levels. Uh, and it, it, it's going to be an interesting season, an interesting watch with the Vikings because they've just been so inconsistent for, for so many years. One week they look like world beaters and then yeah, another week they'll, they'll concede 40 and, and get pumped. So it's, it's going to be a really interesting season to, to see how quickly Kevin O'Connell can stamp his, his style, his authority over, over this team and, and a bunch of, I guess, veteran players. I mean, Justin Jefferson's only been in the league for a couple of years, but you know, we call him a vet already in, in, in you know, NFL terms. Um, and it's just going to be really interesting to see what, what the Vikings can do. But a couple of other teams in this division that are going to fight, but probably ultimately not, not make that much difference. But Detroit Lions are an interesting one. And obviously we've spoken about Matt Stafford and, and, and the Rams. And, and the other player that was involved in that trade you know, a year or so ago was Jared Goff. And he's probably got a bit of a point to prove we know that early in his career at, at LA that he was a very good QB and we know that he can play better than he showed in his last season and a half or, or two years in LA, his, the, the last season in Detroit. The Lions have solidified their offensive line. They're clearly you know, learning some lessons from other franchises that you know, if you make a move to bring in a QB one that you have to protect them and you know, they've brought in the best uh, offensive lineman in the draft, uh, Big inclusion. They're going to try and keep Goff out of the heat, I guess. Um, but the big question in Detroit is their defense. And I think that you know, they're going to stay one of the worst defenses in the league and they're going to stay one of the worst teams in the league for at least another year. Ryan? Not too much to add there. They're obviously a work in progress. They've added a nice couple of pieces there with DJ Chark coming across. They've obviously um, done well in the draft with with number two pick Aiden Hutchinson, which I'd be really happy to have him come over. Obviously, he's a he's a local boy from Michigan as well. So um, it'd be nice to play for his hometown team. And I think that was kind of always the plan, even if they had the number one pick to take Hutchinson. And then, of course, Jameson Williams, um, in terms of wide receiver, it, it looks like a really nice piece as well. However, he's a, he's a bit... Um, I think he's injured at the moment, so I don't think he's going to start the season. But... I think their their big one would, I suppose, for Detroit this year is then if they can get an offensive line to help Jared Goff and it'll help the running game as well, which is which was one of the shining lights last season for the for the Lions. And that's um obviously DeAndre Swift being the main man there. But also Williams had a really solid year as well as their Jamal Williams as their number two. So um they've got a little bit of talent there on offense. Of course they've got Amon Ra St. Brown as well, who looked like he he um has a bit of talent there as the wide receiver. So there's a little bit to work with there on offense. Like you said, the big, the big, the big problem is going to be that defense and, and how much points they they allow. But um, we know under Dan Campbell they are going to fight, and they they did fight really hard last year and they had a couple of rough losses. But they'll be competitive, more competitive than they were last year. But like you said, I can't see them um, progressing too much. Maybe you know four or five wins absolute max again for the Lions. A couple of years ago, if you told me that the Chicago Bears might have the worst defense in the league, I would have probably kicked in the nuts and said, you're joking. But they might legitimately have the worst defense in the league. And I just don't know. I don't even know what to say about the Chicago Bears. Have you got anything for for listeners of of this show about uh, Chicago? Oh, look, I think Justin Fields can be a, a quality quarterback. How they protect him is going to be a big issue. And like you said, he's not going to be on the field much because the defense is going to be um, getting smoked the other side. I think um, Rokon Smith was a shining light for them last year, and he'll again be their, their focal point uh, in that defensive line. But other than that, there's, there's not a whole lot to scream about um, 
you know, Darnell Mooney. Mooney looks like a nice piece on offense. And and David Montgomery and, and Khalil Herbert were, you know, not a bad pairing at running back. But, uh, mm. yeah, I feel like it's going to be a long season for um, the Chicago Bears. So we'll see if the Matt Nagy era, now that it's finished, can change a bit of fortune in, in Chicago. But uh, it's unlikely. I think they'll be fighting out for the worst in this division and, and potentially in the conference. So um, with the Detroit Lions, of course. So, yeah, not too much more to add there, mate. Yeah, one of the questions I saw uh, when doing very minimal research <laughs> for this podcast uh, was, yeah, if if the offensive line can improve, can Justin Fields take the Bears on a uh, Joey Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals type run uh, from the second half of last year? And I think the answer is a resounding no. no I mean, this, I, the I, Chicago I... Bears were the worst in the league for conceding sacks. Um, and just, uh, I, I don't see a way that they can improve enough in such a short period of time to protect Justin Fields enough. And I really think that Justin Fields has a future in the NFL, by the way. I really like Justin Fields, but I'm not sure that the Chicago Bears are putting him in that. You know, we, we've spoken about it a number of times over this series, putting young QBs in a, uh, an environment or a, a situation to succeed. I'm not sure the Bears are doing that. And I think that there are so many elements of this, franchise on both offense and defense that the Bears are lacking in uh, and and are thin on talent in. Uh, and I just don't think the Bears can make any noise whatsoever this season. Any uh, any final thoughts on the NFC North? No. Once again, it's the Packers. Um, the Packers is to lose. I think we see Green Bay have one more tilt at it with Aaron Rodgers. And um, it could be the last one if he, if he can't get the job done this year. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out later in the year. But, yeah, Packers comfortably for me in this division. Agreed. I think if, if Aaron Rodgers goes down with any sort of injury or misses you know, significant time, then the, the next clear option is the Minnesota Vikings. But really, like you said, it's, it's the Packers to lose in the NFC North. And that just about wraps up this division for us. We will be back very shortly with the NFC South to finish up our season previews. So we'll see you soon.